Welcome to The Founder's Mentality, a startup podcast. My name is Josh Feedy. I will be your host on these shows. I've brought together some of my friends to discuss what it means to create a business, to take an idea and build your dreams. On this first episode, we're joined by my very good friend, Jennifer Zick, who is the founder of Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand provides fractional CMO services to companies across the country here. Uh, You should definitely check them out, but first, let's have a conversation. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, This is our first episode of The Founder's Mentality. Can you believe that, Jennifer? It, what an honor to be here as the debut guest. I don't, it just, it just happened that way. It was a scheduling thing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, what? No, I wanted oh, to start with a bang. I'm I wanted out. to start with a bang. I wanted to make sure that we were starting with um, someone I really, really uh, respect in this space. Um, somebody that's been a tremendous mentor uh, to me on multiple occasions, has been incredible at introducing me to people at events. I have to thank you for that. I think you've made me more money than you know, Uh, but that's fine. Um, But this is Jennifer Zick. I'm going to let Jennifer do a really quick introduction. This this podcast really isn't about, you know, what the entrepreneurs that are on are necessarily doing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously at the core, what are you doing? Um, But it's not an advertorial for your business. I want to know, you know, what are the pitfalls? How did you get there? But let's do a quick intro. Yes. What do you do, Jennifer? Um, hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Zick. I am the founder and CEO of Authentic Brand. We are a Twin Cities-based marketing consultancy, and we work with growing businesses who are usually between 5 and $50 million in revenue, and we help them overcome random acts of marketing yep. to make marketing a strategic and sustained function in the business, um, often before they are ready to hire a full-time VP or CMO. And so we help them through that, navigate that, um, that growth period by providing fractional CMOs and marketing coaches, um, working with senior level, bringing senior level marketing talent to their businesses um, on a part-time flexible basis to help them ramp up and eventually build a team internally. Awesome. There we go. Quick elevator pitch. Now Thanks, we know. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, where did, where did the idea come from for this business? What was the real pain point that you came across that you were yeah. like, this needs to exist. I need to do this. Yes. This was based on my own in-house experience. I'll talk a little bit later about kind of where I've been in my career, but I spent a big chunk of time with a local uh, professional services company that we grew from from the ground up, from the startup. And through that growth phase, I went from wearing a lot of hats in the business from um, the sales role, yep. consulting, project management, creative direction, design, copywriting, whatever needed doing. We were building websites back yep. then yep. Um, to evolving to being the first ever sales manager in the business and then the VP of sales and marketing and then eventually becoming the head of marketing and building marketing function for that business. And over the course of that growth of that business between zero to 25 million, I learned that there is a sticky point. There is a point at which the business has to figure out how to do marketing and do it well. But we did not have an experienced marketer in-house. I had to become that person and create that function. And the options available to most small mid-sized businesses when they hit that point in the past have been 
outsourced to an agency. Yep. But the agency model breaks down for small business in many, many ways. Yep. Um, cobble it together with a team of freelancers that somebody in-house has to manage and coordinate, which ends up being like the CEO or head of sales. And that's painful. Right. Yep. Um, and so it's not integrated. It's not strategic. Yep. Um, or hire full-time and start to build a team in-house. And that's really an expensive undertaking for a small growing business, especially when they don't often know what to hire for. And it's getting more and more complex knowing what to hire for in a marketing role yep. um, with marketing becoming so complicated. Yep. So there was a clear... There was a clear challenge, um, so you knew that there was something that companies needed to solve for there. How did you kind of test that idea before you got going? Yes. Well, I gave myself, when I launched the business, um, I knew I was building a business that would eventually include a team, yep. but on day one, it was me, because yep. I've bootstrapped this, yep. you know? All the hats. So I gave myself a timeline, and I gave myself six months to test the hypothesis, get the feedback, refine the model, and start creating process and deliverables, because I'm treating my services business like a product company. Yep. Um, and so I went out to market and I started, I, I defined a category of kind of channel advisors and partners and I set up a bunch of lunch and coffee dates, put together my first pitch deck, walked them through what I was thinking was important to small mid-sized businesses. They were all advisors to those businesses. They all were like, this is exactly what the market needs. There's nothing like it here. Yep. Um, and then I started talking with small and mid-sized business leaders. Yep. giving them the same spiel, got enough affirmation to say this is something the market would value. Yep. Also learned very quickly, this is something the market doesn't understand. Yep. Fractional CMO is not a category the market already understands. This can't be something that people search on a they, daily basis. They absolutely do not. So <laughs> business leaders of small companies have gotten pretty accustomed to the idea of outsourced or part-time IT leadership, yep. CFO leadership. Yep. HR leadership, yep. but to think about the revenue engine of the business between sales and marketing ever being like a part-time fractional role is, is new concept. Yep. Um, but it makes a ton of sense, especially in the context of the fact that that senior marketing leadership role usually has a lifespan of 18 to 24 months, right. or at least in a business that doesn't know how to make it work well. Right. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And given the economic considerations of how businesses operate today, yep. you know, when the, when the economy is good, the first place businesses invest is in marketing and sales budget. And then yep. we provide them a ramp up option to grow that function okay when times are tough which if we look around the corner you know economists are predicting is coming at us yep when times are tough sadly one of the first roles getting cut in most businesses is the head of marketing yeah right yeah. so we also provide a fallback plan to make sure that your marketing and brand programs do not go off the rails they yeah. still have leadership yep. on a flexible basis so everybody that's listening, um, get used to this. I have a lot of really smart people coming on that are much smarter than me. So if you're like me right now, your head is absolutely spinning uh, <laughs> because Jennifer just dropped a whole bunch of great wisdom. I'm going to extract the one piece out of what she just said that is easy for everybody to do when they're starting their business or they're, they have an idea for a business. Um Find your group of advisors that will be honest with you about what you're trying to build. Um, take their criticism, uh, good and bad. Yes. Um, that is one of the things that you said there that um, I personally did as well. Made all the difference. It's how we met. Yes, um, it it's how I met all the people that I'm having on this show. Um, but there are so many people that know so many more things than you know. Yes. And if you can extract some pearls of wisdom from them, learn from what they know, it will accelerate yes. getting you where you're going. Yes. I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Absolutely I always not. want to be surrounded by advisors who are deep in topics and subject matter that I've never touched or don't understand fully. When you decided to do this, uh, number one, um, owning a business, not for anybody, right? Um, it's stressful. 
it's a lot of work. What what was kind of that trigger that mm. caused you to say, I need to do this. I need to give up the reliability of a paycheck <laughs> and start my own thing. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the desire to give up the reliable paycheck. <laughs> that was not the impetus. Um, you know, I confess that I have... I have nurtured a seed of entrepreneurship in my heart for many years. Um, I was the first in my family coming out of a small town in Minnesota to um, finish college. I didn't have a lot of career guidance, and so I just didn't have a real vision for where I was going professionally. But once I got into my first small startup growth business, I fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. And had the amazing blessing to be part of the founding team of the company that is now Magnet 360 when we started off in the early 2000s as Reside. Um, So I got an amazing second row seat experience. I wasn't an owner in the business, but I was a founder in the business and got to see what entrepreneurship looked like in action. Um, And when we started that business, we were all in our 20s with no money, no experience, no connections, no big deal. We were just going to make it happen. And we were really fortunate that we did. And we made some good choices and we had some good, happy connections happen along the way. So um, taking that experience now into starting my business, um, I went from that role after 13 years in that company um, to gather a couple other experiences prior to starting my own company, knowing that I would eventually. The best thing that ever happened to me was that I was laid off of my last job. I was working (laughs) for a Bay Area consultancy. So many people start businesses from that magical moment. I know, because there's just, there's not a convenient time to start. Nope. There is never a time when I could say, I'm raising my three kids and now I can afford not to have a paycheck and take a risk and, you know, two mortgages and all the things that go with adulting. There is never a convenient time to start. But got laid off, had a three-month severance, had the opportunity to take a deep breath and say, I could go get a great job again or I can start this business. And if I don't do it now, I won't. And I don't want to be 10 years down the road looking back wishing I had and wondering if. Yeah, I mean, the so the, the, the topics of these shows, I don't script anything, right? So I didn't send no, you I any No, I have no notes, idea what I'm walking into. Right, <laughs> and because I intentionally, I really wanted this to be very organic, much like the first time I ever met you, right? Um, and much like the first time I met the, the other guests that are going to be on this show. Um, I just want to see where the conversations go. And one thing that I'm hearing right now that, you know, I love, because it was a big thing for me as well, um, being uh, a founder, you have that control of your destiny, or at least the illusion of the control of your destiny. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think that you know when people are laid off, um, that that's really when you have that kind of moment in your life where you say, "Okay, that was horrible." Yes. And that was kind of maybe done to me. I yes. didn't really have much control over that. I may not have seen that coming because I may not have been a part of those conversations that were happening about revenue tanking, just lost this big client, or maybe they New knew they were going to lose partners, it. Different expectations, exactly. all the things. You can't yes. control that. Yes. And so wanting to have that control, I think is something that I hear in a lot of uh, founders and entrepreneurs. I don't think that that should be the only reason somebody no, starts I a would, business. No, I was just about to say, I would <laughs> caution against the knee-jerk reaction to a layoff to be to start a business. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already had in mind that this is what you're called to do, what you're passionate about, and you're ready to make the make the leap and take the risks. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the best advice I ever heard, granted it was months into starting my business, so yeah. <laughs> thankfully right. I was pretty committed at that point, right. but yeah. I was leading a startup week panel a year ago, yeah. um, and Clay Collins from Lead Pages was part of that panel, and we asked, we, we, we had a, a panel of amazing tech founders that yeah. had all been great successes, and I, yeah. we asked the question, what advice would they offer to people considering jumping out, taking that leap, starting a business? Yep. And Clay's advice was, do not do it unless you cannot not do it. Yep. 
Beautiful. It's so true. Please yeah. don't do this. Yes. Unless you really cannot not do it. And I could not not do it. And so it was all in. And the next thing that happened in my life, Josh, after my husband and I finally were like on the same page, this is the time, yep. this is the moment. I was three months into starting my business in March. I had committed not to pay myself until November or December because I only wanted to deal with one quarter of taxes. Yeah, those are right? fun. Yep. Yep. Um, and then my husband was laid off three months into me starting my business. And there is nothing that will test your resilience as a partnership yep. um, and as an entrepreneur quite like losing plan B fallback. No, absolutely not. And I think, you know, this is something, this, this shows about you, but real quick aside, I mean, this is where you and I have many similarities. Um, the first business that I... Uh, ever started was a marketing agency. Um, and three months uh, after I quit my job, started that company, I had no clients because in the agency world, you don't take your clients with you. You can't, right? You have to start from scratch. No clients. And um, my wife uh, sets down a pregnancy stick on my desk <laughs> um, and let me know that number two was on the way. Oh. And um, she was... Um, uh, soon after that, not working because she went through some health issues while she was pregnant. Um, it was very, very stressful time. And I think that just circles right back to exactly what you said. If you're doing something that for any reason other than the fact that you absolutely have to do it, right? Like you can't not do this. Yes. When those challenges come and they always come in yes. some form, yes. you're going to give up. And then what the heck are you going to do? Yes. Right. Yes. So then that's it will be a crisis important. of identity. Absolutely. A crisis of yeah. identity. And yep. so in that moment, the moment that my husband got the notice. Yeah. I remember us standing in our house looking at each other like, I mean, like the, a massive earthquake had just come through. Right. And <laughs> and say, and I said to him, I said, OK, you know, maybe I heard my destiny wrong. Yeah. Maybe I should hang this up before it really takes off and yeah. go get a job. I can go get a job. Yep. Um, and he said, no, absolutely not. You are doing exactly what you're meant to be doing right now. And this is all going to work out. And you know what? The gift in that yeah. was that I could not allow myself not to pay myself. Yep. And so even though I, I did have a client at the time and soon after got another client um, and a few more things, I, I had to trust and take the next step and take the next step and um, the road has really unfurled in front of us yeah. in a really beautiful way. Not easy. It right. took 10 months because my husband's very specialized for him to find that next role. Right. Yeah. Thank God plan B is back in play now. <laughs> We're happy about that. All right. That's good. All right. So, um, you said one thing that I think is really important as well. And, um, that is that you had one client. Um, when I just told my story, I didn't have a client. Yeah. I learned from that never to start a business without at least one client. Well, I started without any. Okay, so we've both made that fatal totally error. Totally did. So maybe let's talk about this just a little bit because I know I would never personally do that ever, ever again. <laughs> my my current business, I waited until I had about 30 customers queued up to go before I said, all right, time to quit my job and do this. Yes, yes. Right? You, you side hustled and made something real. Side hustle, right? All day. So. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did, and I, that's what I will do from here on out forever and ever, every business I ever make. What is the importance of that? I mean, did you learn the same lesson, or did you do you kind of feel a little differently about that? You know, that's a great question. I haven't even reflected on it. <laughs> I don't do a lot of reflection. I'm a, I'm a visionary thinker, so I'm like all in, all the way forward moving, right? Yeah. Um, I, I did not give myself an alternative to, to building business, and I guess one thing that I have never lacked is confidence. Sure. Um, or sure. the confidence about my ability to sell. Yeah. So I can vouch for that, Jennifer. 
<laughs> Ironically, my business is a marketing consultancy and I love marketing and I'm good at marketing, mm-hmm. um, but I'm best in the world at selling. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, what, what really made me nervous though, Josh, was that I had spent about 15 years in this market in the Twin Cities region originally building a base of connections and relationships that were really, really rich. And then for four years, even though I lived here, I was working on global roles outside of this region, traveling a lot. I was not nurturing this relationship network here. Yeah. So okay. when I made the decision to start a business here regionally, I literally was like, I remember the day sitting in a coffee shop posting to LinkedIn that here's authentic brand. I'm out. I'm, I'm on my own. This is it. Is anybody going to remember me? Right. And like, yep. will it happen? The amazing thing about this community, I'm sure it's true in pockets around the world in communities, but I, I feel it here in the Twin Cities is that the entrepreneurial community wants to help each other. Like they Absolutely. really want to help each other. And as soon as I uh, went public with being, uh, starting a business, I was swarmed with support. Yeah. Um, and so, yep. and then not, not long after, you know, a client came along and, yep. Yep, it, it has all come together. But if you are not a seller, if you are not a, if you don't know that your core skill is selling, yep. please don't build a business without knowing that you've got customers ready to go. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, so two things that I want to add to that then. Yeah. Um, so the founder's mentality, um, anybody that um, follows me currently already um, on LinkedIn knows uh, that Startup Week was um, a really big week for me personally. Jennifer was a big part of that week for me. She was there for a lot of that. Um, I echoed a lot of what you just said there in a video that I put out. Um, but I challenged everybody to ask, what are we going to do to keep this momentum going beyond just this one week? Um, and my answer to that was to put together this podcast. I want the startup community to continue to find resources and support. Um, I fully expect that coming out of this podcast, listeners will reach out to you. And I would assume that nine times out of 10, you're probably going to be willing to have a coffee with them or at least a phone conversation. Um, Those are the kind of people that I want to have on my show, the kind of people that believe uh, in helping the next group to move forward because we're all going to do better if we do better individually and then we give it back, right? Yes. Um, But speaking about giving back, um, that's one thing that I one day want to do so much more with my life, but I have to take care of certain other things before I can do that. I know. One thing I respect about you so much is how much, at least it appears, you give back. <laughs> so talk about some of these charitable things that you're a part of, like the bikes with the kids. Yes. And I mean, talk yes. about this. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Actually, this afternoon, Ooh. we have an event. Um. It, through our two or more brand program. Okay. So let me tell you how the, the genesis of that. Um, when I sat down to build my business plan and I was literally at my kitchen table building my website, designing my logo, doing the things, mm-hmm. um, I also started building my two-page business plan. And I work off of the entrepreneurial operating system yep. based EOS. on the book Traction. Yep. Many of our clients work off of Traction. I used it in a past life. It was very... Um, gainful for our business. So I, day one, I started building my VTO, my vision traction organizer, which asked me to articulate my values. And I knew that one of my values was service. And I didn't want to just give lip service to the idea of giving back or make a donation on behalf of the business. I wanted to get hands-on tangibly involved. Um, And that's something I had the good pleasure of helping organize in in my past role at Magnet 360. And um, I just, that means a lot to me. Um, And I had a moment of discouragement when I put that on my business plan because I thought, day one, team of one, what can I do to make an impact? Yeah. And then I realized that 
my world is not just me. I have a really amazing network here locally, and I just betcha that there's a lot of small businesses, independent consultants, and remote employees who live yep. and work in the Twin Cities who have no corporate organized platform for volunteership. Right. And so I put okay. out a LinkedIn post, and I just said, hey, friends, would anybody be wanting to be part of a ragtag team of volunteers if I organize a volunteer event? And a whole bunch of people <laughs> said, yes, count me in. Yep. So two or more was a brand, a volunteer um, community service movement that was born out of that moment. I gave it a brand so that it would be separate from business because yep. it's not about business. Yep. It's about connecting people that have shared values, doing meaningful work shoulder to shoulder for a greater cause. Yep. Um, and in those moments, the conversations that we have as business people are so authentic and yep. so deeply connecting. Absolutely. Good things come from that. And so yep. right now, the way that we're living this out is by hosting and organizing a quarterly volunteer program with a local nonprofit. We've actually done five this year because we did a special one during Startup Week. Yep, yep. Um, so tonight's event, we're packing food packs for the Sheridan Story that sends um, groceries home discreetly with kids in their backpacks so they don't have to face food scarcity, particularly over the holiday break. Yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. And what what I would probably what I would say is that you know one thing that I've always believed personally um, is to just be yourself. And if people don't like you, that's actually it's okay. It's okay. Um, and you know maybe this is where the authentic brand name came from, right? Um, but really, truly being who you are and surrounding yourself uh, with other people that are like minded is going to help your business more than anything. Absolutely, you're going to land the kind of work that you actually want to work with because it's going to be people that you respect and that respect you. Yes, that's a really good thing. And so the stuff that you're doing um, with your business and with the charitable uh, foundations, all of that work, that's just going to lead to more and better business. So yes. anybody that's um, listening for advice on, you know, how do I find better clients? Be yourself. Yes. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of who you are yeah. because you will attract your tribe, you right? Will. Which is why it's so important to live authentically as a leader and as a brand. Yep. Um, if you want to attract the the right candidates, and so one of the other you know benefits for me as a, a side benefit to the fact that I run my business on EOS and yep. we borrow some of those methodologies into the way we think about marketing planning, quarterly and annual basis, and all of that, is that when you work with other businesses who have used a platform like EOS and have done the hard work of articulating their real values, yep. Um, you are able to to look at each other and say, we are a values match or we aren't. And that's exactly. okay too. Yep. Walk away if you're yep. not. Right. It's, it's, everybody's been in those situations, especially in the services industry where you just try really hard to make it work. Right. Um, but at a certain point you need to understand, um, where you're, where you're winning and where you're losing with your clients. Absolutely. Right? Um, you're going to invest 10 times more effort in a losing uh, relationship with a client, uh, you could have been spending that time landing some really incredible clients that Absolutely. really would have worked better for you. Absolutely. No, so I think that that's really great. Uh, and clearly, Jennifer is a branding uh, and marketing whiz. If you go to her website after you're done listening to this show and compare the graphics on the site to the dress she's wearing right now. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> don't tell me that wasn't intentional. No, oh my gosh, I've owned this dress for far longer well, than I want to admit. Well, there you go. So you are That's truly really funny. living your authentic life. <laughs> Uh, and you're being your authentic self. No, that's great. I do love chevrons. Yeah, I do. there you go. Yeah. All right, so 
I'm keeping these podcasts pretty um, short and sweet because I don't think that people want to listen for an hour podcast. I think, you know, 20 to 25 minutes is probably the most time we're going to get out of people. And on the treadmill. I mean, double down. Absolutely. (laughs) Just keep going. Increase the incline a little bit. Just a little bit. We're getting to the tail end. (laughs) You can do this. So what I really wanted to talk about was um, hardships. Um, Mm -hmm. And we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it is an everyday thing. Uh, You will have your insanely great moments in Mm -hmm. your days. You will have your moments where you say, what the heck am I thinking? I should not be doing this, right? I'm way out of my league. Imposter syndrome syndrome sneaks in. It's very real. Right? Let's talk about that a little bit. How do you you manage that part of being an entrepreneur? I love that question, and actually, I'll be speaking at another event later this this month, um, where that's going to be one of the topics. And honestly, you know, I I vacillate on a daily basis between the highs of like we are killing it, yep. we are winning, people yep. believe in our story, they believe in this vision, um, our clients are happy, and that's all real. Mm-hmm. And then. I remember that I'm just little old me and I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, I'm not (laughs) equipped for this job and any minute they're going to figure out I don't know what I'm talking about and it's all going to be a huge, huge disaster. What will happen when they all find out? When they all discover that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's going to happen at the same time. The whole world. All of them. (laughs) All of them. And you know what? This is going to sound stupid, but the thing I tell myself is like, okay, I might not be the smartest person in the world, but people less smart than me have figured this out and made it work. Yep. Like, if they can do it and if everybody else can do it, I can do it and I don't have to do it alone. I have so many amazing friends who are further down the journey than I am in yep. entrepreneurship and leadership yep. that are always happy to pick up a phone, have a coffee, have a lunch. I have just so many trusted advisors that um, I'm so grateful for and they remind me, they are my cheerleaders yep. that um, we're doing all the right things. And it's also amazingly helpful when my bookkeeper accountant is like, yeah. you're killing it. I'm yeah. like, thank you because you know this is a startup <laughs> and the numbers aren't as big as when I was in enterprise yet. That's the one person you want to hear you're killing it from, yes, right? Yes, and is your banker your accountant yep yeah yep so thank you for your business (laughs) this is amazing please don't leave us whatever you do the accountant's like we never have to worry about you i'm like well don't say never that's just inviting (laughs) tragedy don't jinx this that's right so no i just i remind myself like okay you're not really alone and you're not the dumbest person yep you know yep yep no it's it's true um you're not alone especially like you were saying earlier in minnesota in this community it's a very strong community. We really do want to see each other succeed, yes. right? Um, I've been looking for ways to bring you business. You've been looking for ways to bring me business. Um, We're looking for ways to use your solution, which uh, we love. We just signed you up. So I know. That's, we just went through training. Really we good. can't wait. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, this is all really, really fun stuff. So, look, coming out of this, um, I just I hope that everybody found value in this because I find a tremendous amount of value in you and in your friendship uh, in our friendship. Um, And um, I think that you're a brilliant, brilliant business mind. I think you have a brilliant marketing mind. I do think you're a better salesperson than me (laughs) Um, and pretty much anyone I've (laughs) met in Minnesota. Um, But no, but it's been awesome having you on the show. Is there anything additional that you were thinking about um, on your drive over here that you were like, boy, I really hope Josh goes down this road. I really want to talk about you this. You know, you covered the things that are the nearest and dearest to my heart, mm-hmm. which is the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. This community is amazing in support. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go into entrepreneurship with any ideal, lofty idea of what it's going to feel like. I mean, you 
the last thing I guess that I would say, and I don't mean this to be discouraging, this is the reality. Like I signed up for this knowing it was going to stretch me. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how much that would feel like being strapped to the rack some days, yeah. like stretched beyond, you know, to the point of pain. But I really am every single day so grateful for what I'm learning and what this journey is teaching me and how it is building muscle in areas I didn't even know I needed, right? Yeah. So yep. um, this is not a journey for the faint of heart, but when you've made the plunge, you are going to be met with, especially if your intentions are genuine and you're out to also help, you're going to be met with so much tremendous support. Yeah. So yep. you're just not, you're not alone in this. Also, yeah. uh, just another plug for two or more. Yeah. Any of you listening within reach <laughs> or within a flight are welcome to join us anytime. It's a wide open invitation. Yeah. So if you want to be part of what we're doing on the give back piece, whether yeah. or not we'll ever work together professionally, yep. visit our website and our community page and sign up. We would love to invite and include you. Okay. What is that web address one more time? It is authenticbrand, all one word, dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Josh. Driving out here in this mini blizzard we're having. <laughs> That's typical. All the way to downtown Minneapolis. Should probably say thanks to WeWork for the amazing space. Thank you, WeWork. It looks so beautiful. We're doing what we love. Yeah. We're <laughs> there you go. Every day. We're kinda it looks like we're in a fishbowl. Either those people are behind us or we are. But regardless, it's it's been a lot of fun. So it thank sure you has. very much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so what do you think? Pretty good, right? We have plenty of other episodes on our website at thefoundersmentality.com. And don't worry, you don't only have to listen to these episodes. If you prefer to watch a video, we do videotape every single episode and post them every other week on our website. Again, the web address is thefoundersmentality.com. This has been Josh Feedy. It's been an honor bringing this information and these guests to you. And I hope you continue listening. Don't forget to give us a share. Talk to you next time. Bye.